A reading from Exodus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to take a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, it shall join its closest neighbor in obtaining one. The lamb shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat of it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year-old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb that same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning you shall burn. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both human beings and animals. On all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 116, we will read responsibly by the half verse as indicated by the asterisk. I love the Lord because the Lord has heard the voice of my supplication and inclined an ear to me whenever I cried out. How shall I repay you, O Lord, for all the good things you have done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all the chosen people. Precious in your sight, O Lord, is the death of your servants. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant and the child of your handmaid. You have freed me from my bonds. I will offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem, alleluia.
A reading from Corinthians. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The word of the Lord. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he'd come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, well, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, well, not only my feet only, but, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you, for he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he'd washed their feet, he put on his robe and he'd returned to the table and he said to them, do you know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you're right, for that's what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you knew these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Acknowledge, we humbly beseech you, a lamb of your own fold, a sheep of your own flock, a sinner of your own redeeming. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for coming to reenact the story tonight. This begins the holiest three days in the Christian tradition, the Triduum, which is why all three days are in that monster booklet you received. They're all connected as one story. And of course, what's amazing about the story is that Easter doesn't really make sense without it. And to set the stage tonight, of course, we talk about the institution of the Last Supper, of, the, of being at the Lord's table that we celebrate every week. And we get to celebrate the sacrament of foot washing as well, which is sort of two in one night. And the night ends up being called Maundy Thursday. That's Latin from mandate, because the passage ends today, a new command I give you, love one another. But I want to set the stage. This is a small bit left. When we went to Israel last year, I bought some nard. And I'm not going to swing it all around you, but it's really critical that you know that when Jesus washed, walked in to wash the disciples' feet, he still smelled like the perfume that Mary poured on him two days earlier. You may not like the smell. We have a lot of perfumes today. Most of them, honestly, are petrochemically based. They didn't have that. They smelled bad all the time. <laughs> all the time. And on Tuesday, Mary caused quite a scandal when she snuck up on Jesus and poured this nard on his head that was valued at a year's wages. I don't know what you make in a year, but imagine liquidating it in an instant. And pouring out on a man's head, and this she did, and this is what made Jesus the Messiah. And this is the incense version of nard. Somewhat sweet. When Jesus walked into the upper room, having had $100,000 of perfume poured on his head, the smell would have been inescapable for people who were used to smelling like sweat. And that smell wasn't just sweet for them. It wasn't just extravagant. Jesus smelled like a king. Who else can afford $100,000 worth of perfume in an instant? They came with their Lord and King, who smelled like a king, who was their rabbi. They were ready to have the Passover meal. The Passover meal that our Jewish brothers and sisters have every year to this day, and there are parts of it that happen every week on Shabbat. There were women with him. They got into the upper room, and as happens every Passover and every Friday night in a Jewish home, the oldest woman in the room lights two candles, the Shabbos lights, and they sing a blessing. There they were, gathered around the table when the oldest woman sang, Baruch Atah Adonai, Eloheinu, Melech HaOlam, Asher Kitshanu Bamitzvotav, Vatsivvanu, V'ahad Lichner, V'ahad Lichner, Shel Yom Tov. They listened, they were ready for the meal, and then Jesus noticed something. He looked at his friends and his students, and he saw their feet were dirty. And instead of doing what would be normal, which would be to say, 
Friends, your feet are dirty. Wash up before dinner. He did something rather extraordinary, something that depending on who you read, and really the literature is pretty diverse, you may not have been able to require your slave to do for you. That is, he knelt without saying what he was doing and began to wash their feet. The guy who's wearing a $100,000 cologne got down and washed their filthy feet. They weren't especially dirty, mind you, but this is one of those things that we've kind of lost. We still get that feet are gross, <laughs> right? And you don't dare in parts of the world show the sole of your feet to somebody else. That could be particularly bad. Since Jesus, though, we figured out how to concoct antibacterial soap. They didn't have that then. So no matter how bad they are, we know we've got soap, and if you need it, we've got micotin. You know, we can fix any kind of foot problem chemically. What would it be like? It would be like if you had a hamburger, and it was exquisite and fine, and you saw a cockroach crawl over it. Truly, there's nothing you could do to redeem that burger. It is completely lost. Even if you could disinfect it, the roach factor is so gross, it cannot be dismissed. That's what washing feet would have been like. Jesus touching a roach with no soap. And he puts it, notice, not only on his hands, but all over his body. The guy with the $100,000 perfume. And if Judas was upset about the perfume, I'm pretty sure this is what pushed him over the edge, that not only did Jesus wear the expensive perfume, but he acted in a way that kings don't act. Of course, what's really happening is that Jesus is taking the hierarchy that we normally live in, where the most important people are on the top and the bottom peons are holding them up, and he entirely inverts it so that the most important people push up those who are not able to make it on their own. He says to his disciples something that if you've ever cared for elderly parents or relatives or young children, I think makes sense to you. It is not beneath you to clean the diapers of your children. It is not beneath you to clean the diapers of your parents. course we would probably rather not do it however for someone you love you don't bat an eye to meet their deepest need no matter how dirty it is and Jesus tells us tonight love the people God loves touch the roaches of this world clean the diapers of this world even for people that you did not think or your own. It's pretty scandalous. <laughs> so scandalous that Peter, right, says, no thank you. <laughs> You're too important to wash my feet. And that's the funny bit about Maundy Thursday, isn't it? Jesus is sort of saying that is what important people do. They meet the needs of other people. 
When I lived in San Diego, we had on Maundy Thursday at the diocesan center, which was in the middle of Ocean Beach, something that was kind of like spa day for the homeless. You could go and get your feet washed and get a new pair of shoes. You could get a hot breakfast and a bag lunch. Your pets could get medical care. There were people giving massages and there were cosmetologists giving haircuts. Massages for homeless people on Monday, Thursday. I thought surely you could take the money from that and buy them some better clothes or something. Anyway, this is what we did. The bishops were the ones washing the feet in their purple gowns, you know. I don't know why they wore the latex gloves that seemed to defeat the purpose of it, you know. And then there was me. I was an unlicensed cosmetologist cutting hair. And next to me was a guy who cut my hair. And it was a nice haircut at the time. You, you really have to use your imagination. Uh, it, it was expensive. It was not supercuts. This guy had trained. And he brought his, you know, his stainless steel barber scissors and the oils. And he brought his clippers the first person sat down in the chair and he, you could almost see him convulse. <laughs> the person, of course, said so apologetically, well, I just washed my hair yesterday. <laughs> yesterday in geologic time, maybe. <laughs> I have never seen clippers get so foiled by hair. I mean, there's... When hair has a year's accumulation of oil in it, the clipper won't cut it. Fortunately, I had some sheep clippers. Now, keep in mind, I did not go to cosmetology school. So I just clipped away. Let me tell you, I just clipped away, and I sprayed that antiseptic all over, and I knew it was fine. And, and, and my friend, the stylist, he just couldn't get over this. And of course, I think the difficult thing, right, is that we all have our own area, whether it's feet or hair, or diapers, or wound care. That's probably mine. Don't ask me to wash your wounds. Um, is the realization that for these people, this was the one time in the whole year that somebody they didn't know would touch their hair because they cared about them. It happened for these women and men once a year if we would go. The reason they let me do it without a license is because nobody else would do it. I like cutting hair. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, they did get what they paid for because <laughs> those were some free haircuts. <laughs> but that's the interesting thing is that this could be the one time of the whole year somebody could get dignity through a touch, which seems like what Jesus is trying to do. He's trying to tell his disciples that precisely at the places where they feel most vulnerable, concerned, anxious, self-conscious, to open themselves to touches of dignity. And I think what he's trying to guide us at, much more so than washing feet, is to be the people who when we see vulnerabilities in our neighbors and our families and friends, to touch those vulnerabilities carefully with dignity because they are not beneath us. And in so doing, of course, we help lift people above us. And this is why I think we have this very safe lab test here at St. Thomas tonight. 
This is a very safe crowd. I doubt any of you have major foot fungus or green feet. Even if you did, it's a safe crowd. I think that's why we offer the opportunity to have your feet washed and wash somebody else's feet. You don't need it, which is why we do it in church. It's safe. And then having trained properly, maybe we're ready to wash somebody else's feet when we leave, when it's less safe. Knowing that they probably won't actually need their feet washed, They'll just need their vulnerabilities touched with dignity. And this, I think, is exactly why we do two for one tonight. Because, you know, to love people like that, whether they're your own, but especially when they're not, takes a lot of energy. A lot of energy. And that's why we read the Passover story, of course. It was a Passover meal that Jesus was preparing them for. They lit the candles. He blessed the matzah, the flat bread. They ate a lamb. And when you read the story, the lamb was not a sacrifice for their sins. Priests did that. The Passover is about the lamb giving the people calories. They are leaving in the middle of the night of a journey that's going to take them at least 40 days. It took them 40 years. And of course, what they need is energy. The Passover meal is not about sacrificing an animal for your sins. That happened at the tabernacle. The Passover meal is about eating meat, which happened for you if you were Jewish, about four times a year as a family, so you would be nourished for the journey out of bondage that God was prepared to lead you on that night. And so Jesus says to his disciples, you're celebrating God, giving energy to our ancestors, but I'll tell you what, whenever you eat this bread and drink this wine, be nourished by my life. Be nourished by our time together so that you are energized to follow God's call out of bondage and to lead, especially the vulnerable, out of bondage as you go. It's a long three days in church if you're a priest. It's a long three days in church if you come to all of them. Hopefully, as many as you come to, you find the nourishment that God intends. Something that is not ordinary, but something that is extraordinary. The life of Jesus, his body, his blood, his teaching, his friendship, his community, to help you be energized to leave the bondage you're in and lead others out of it tonight. And if you do that, then Holy Week was indeed a holy week. fellow servants of our Lord Jesus Christ. On the night before his death, Jesus set an example for his disciples by washing their feet, an act of humble service. He taught that strength and growth in the life of the kingdom of God come not by power, authority, or even miracle, but by such lowly service. 
We all need to remember his example, but none stand more in need of this reminder than those whom the Lord has called to the ordained ministry. And therefore, I invite you who share in the royal priesthood of Christ to come forward in just a second, that I may recall whose servant I am by following the example of my master. But come remembering his admonition that what will be done for you is also to be done by you to others. For a servant is not greater than his master, nor is the one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Sometimes it causes me to tremble, tremble, tremble. Were you there when he knelt and washed their feet? And because this act of service is exactly what our baptismal covenant has in mind, won't you join me in standing as you're able as we affirm our vows from baptism. Do you believe in God the Father? I do. 